This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at Radio Missions, First Baptist Church of Algiers. And many of you are not aware that we were in New Orleans for 50 years or so. Pastor Shelton was the pastor and the founder of that work there and went on home to be with the Lord many years ago. And now we were uh, made to, had got out of New Orleans because we of Katrina. But we're about an hour's drive out of New Orleans in Walker, Louisiana, just uh, 15 miles east of Baton Rouge, which is the capital of Louisiana, where the old trailblazer was born and raised out here in the country in an, on an old strawberry farm. And now the progress has been made now, uh, so much growth and all, and we live in the city of Walker. Yes, city of Walker, about 6,000 people. And uh, when I was here, I knew everybody in 20 miles, but no longer. Oh, no. But you can't stop progress, can you? But I'm still an old country boy. I tell folks I'm so green, the geese follow me around, but the Lord has been gracious to me. Gave me this, this as a pastor of this church, called me here to minister the gospel to folk, and gave me this little old broadcast called the Old Trailblazer. Pastor Shelton had this broadcast back in the 1950s, and he had the sound effects of old Dan clippity-clopping down the road and, uh, and this different thing, but I can't do that. But I, I, the Lord led me, and now I've been doing this about 10 years, and... Uh, Many, many subjects that we brought God's message on. And today, we're looking at divine healing, true and false, under the, hide- the heading of today, blood redemption and divine healing. I want you to listen. Would you just put down your pots and pans and, and get your cup of coffee and sit down there on the back porch, if you will, and take your little old portable radio out there and sit down and listen. And we'd call across the fence to your neighbor. Say, old trailblazer on. This old cook might have something to say for you. So let's go back. We're looking at divine healing, uh, true and false. And we see this heading today. Divine healing uh, is taught in God's word, but never in connection with blood redemption. Now, the greatest thing in the world, my friend, is to be bought, brought back, to be bought back. And it's all by blood. The salvation is by power and by blood. I believe in divine healing just as much as I believe in the moon and the stars. I believe divine healing as it's taught in God's word and practice it as taught in God's word. But divine healing is not in the atonement. Let's get that through our noggins. Let's get that through our, our pumpkins. My daddy used to say, your old gourd up there is hard. Never has been in the atonement. Never will be. The Bible speaks of the gifts of healing, G-I-F-T-S. And the Bible also said that these signs shall follow them. They shall lay hands, their hands upon the sick, and they shall be healed. But divine healing, by no amount of twisting of the scriptures, can be read into the atonement. Divine healing is in no wise connected with any types of the, with any of the types and shadows of the Old Testament. Only a fool would attempt to do that and that a fool of the grossest sort, who is blinded by the God of this world for the purpose of damning souls into hell. Did you know that Satan has a trick for everybody? He does. Satan has a trick to allure you away from the gospel. Satan has a, uh, some people are attracted to nightlife, casinos, honky-tonks, all of those things, dancing and gambling. Some are attracted to a life of, of uh, adultery, those things. Some folks are attracted to this and that and the other. Some folks are attracted away from God's word with uh, false doctrine. So, my friend, listen, listen. Surely, surely, 
Folks call me the old trailblazer because I'm blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. When I was a young boy coming up, we hunted at night back in back in the woods, and my dad would take a cool oil uh, lantern or either a torchlight by some pine pine tarp uh, splinters, and we'd go back there, and so that we wouldn't get lost, we'd be a mile or two from the house. We'd we'd take a a, a cane knife with us or a hatchet, and we'd just blaze a little scab off of a tree and cut a bush here and there and yonder. That's what a trailblazer does. And that's what I'm doing, cutting back those things that's in your path. And uh, no sinner ever gets saved until every false doctrine, every false teaching concerning God's word has been blasted out, moved out of the way, and he's brought to himself as a lost, hell-deserving, undeserving sinner and comes to lie at the feet of the crucified, buried, and risen, exalted Lord Jesus, crying for mercy. Now, my friend, that's a little synopsis of how God saves a sinner. He he, he tears away all of those false things and lets you see, lets you see that you're a lost sinner, lets you see that you're on the road to hell, deserving to go there, lets you see all of those things, and yet that's not salvation, but it leads to salvation. No sinner ever cries unto the Lord for salvation until he sees that he does not merit. The problem with so much today, and Satan has boomfoggled our folks into believing that they're all right, they're well, they're good. And then our modern-day pastors and preachers and theological professors today have smoothed over the gospel till all we have now is a shell, just an empty shell. It's like a coconut without any meat in it or like a, like a hickory nut with no meat. It's just an empty shell. And they have smoothed over and they have convinced our people that all you need to do is make a decision for Jesus whenever you get ready and then that's salvation. And they tell you, pray this little prayer. Pray this little prayer, folks. And uh, the Lord will save you. I've mentioned to you a couple of times about this preacher I used to hear on the radio coming back from New Orleans when I used to commute down there on Sunday night. I'd be coming home late at night and I'd hear this fella out of Tennessee somewhere. And he would, he would bring a good uh, message, so to speak. It was not a religious message. He was a military man. And he told a lot of his experiences. And it were well worth listening to. I listened to him. And I admired him. But when he come down to the close, he would ask, are you saved? Are you saved? And that was a pertinent question. And I, I, I agreed with him. And then he'd say, do you want to be saved? Pray this prayer. And he, he read a little prayer. Lord, I'm sorry I sinned. Lord, I'm, I'm not worthy to be saved. Uh, please forgive me. Thank you. Amen. And then he said, you pray that prayer? Are you saved? You saved if you pray that prayer. I wonder how many folks will be in hell because they prayed that prayer. Oh, my friend. And he said, if you prayed that prayer, you saved. Now write me and I'll send you some helpful literature to ground you in this truth. What truth? And he says, write me. Don't send me no postcards. Write me. Write me a letter. And my wife be dozing off a little bit. She'd say, uh, Daddy, why did he say uh, send me no postcard? I said, darling, because you can't send money in a postcard. He took us to be a fool, didn't he? He did. I don't hear him anymore. I don't know if he's passed away or what. But my friend, how many folks has he led down that path, uh, Primrose Path? But I tell you, at this time, we're cutting away all of that thing, all of those errors, 
and, and bringing you the unadulterated word of God, man, man must be awakened to his lost condition, must see himself. Don't be afraid of that word, Holy Spirit conviction. Don't be afraid of that word, awaken. All it simply is that the Lord, through his word, his preached word, his written word, you come to see by the grace of God that you're a sinner, that you no longer find yourself to be acceptable unto God. No, sin can't enter, the, enter into where God is. Sin cannot enter into heaven. If you're a, still a, a, a lost sinner, you can't go to heaven because you have sin. Sin can't enter there. But listen, listen, all of this false teaching has to be cleared away from that heart and that mind, and that individual comes clearly to see who he is by nature, what he is by nature, and the judgment he's under, and then by God's grace and because of God's love, the Lord reveals to you through the word. He don't speak to you. No, sir, get that out of your head. I've had folks say, well, the Lord spoke to me. No, he didn't. If you heard a voice, it was a voice of Satan. It was the voice of Satan. And I've, I read where Brother Spurgeon said a woman told him one morning, he said, Dr. Spurgeon, uh, I have a message for you. God gave me a message for you. And he turned around to her and said, the lady, the lady, the Lord gave me a message for you. And he told me for you to sit down and shut up. Now, my friend, you don't have a message from God unless it's come through the written written pages of the word or the spoken word. So That's right. The Lord takes things home to your heart. But now listen. And uh, by grace, you come to see that Christ and Christ alone, crucified, buried, and risen, can save an individual from a devil's hell and the power of sin and make him a new creature in Christ. I quote that verse to you oftentimes. Any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old trailblazer is a new creature, folks. I don't, you don't bother me what you think of me. People, folks call me old kook, call me old hellfire and damnation preacher. They call me an ignoramus. I, that's all right. That's okay. You know, I had a man wrote me the other day, email me. He said, preacher, don't pay no attention to them. You ain't no kook. Go on preaching hell off the cross. You must have stirred up something in their bosom for them to call and criticize you. Oh, my friend, listen, it's the blood that makes a difference. The blood, not, not something you can scrape up. God help us in this hour. Oh, my friend, as I sit here behind this microphone, as I stand in my pulpit in the chapel, and I see, I see men being led astray by every kind of false doctrine under the sun. Now, let me tell you something that, that bothers me, that myself and you out there who know the Lord, truly know the Lord, God has saved you, redeemed you, brought you here, brought you there, and, and yet we do not ask those fellows uh, do they know the Lord? You know, I don't ask folks, where you go to church, bud? Where you go to church, friend? Where you go to church? I don't ask people that. I ask them, are you, not, are you saved? Do you know the Lord? And uh, it's not inter- I'm not interested in where you go to church, but that's so easy to do. You meet somebody and they begin to speak of a religious thing. Well, where you go to church? No. You simply say, are you saved? When did the Lord save you? Tell me how the Lord saved you. Don't ask them where they go to church. Don't ask them who their pastor is. That doesn't do any good, my friend. It's interesting maybe to know who their pastor is, and that's all right. But don't let that be the theme of your conversation. Let's talk about Christ. Let's talk about the Lord. 
Oh, my friend, folks are scattered like a bunch of potters when you start talking about the Lord, unless they know the Lord or unless they want to know the Lord. My friend, that's the greatest thing in the world, to sit and talk about the Lord. And we find very few who want to do that now, don't we? In your church, do you talk about the Lord? When you go to church next Sunday, someone's sitting by you in the pew. Would you turn to them and say, isn't, isn't the Lord gracious? Isn't the Lord gracious to save a poor sinner like me? Are you saved, hon? Are you saved? Are you going to heaven with me when I go? Oh, my friend, listen, let's be true to the souls of men. Let's don't, let's don't uh, uh, just, just push your foot around. No, let's don't do that. Let's go on and be a witness. The Lord says we are witnesses of him. But let's don't be a, a dumb witness. Don't be a dumb witness. Then I tell you, oftentimes, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tracts here by Pastor L.R. Shelton, and we send them all over the world. But if you'd like to do track ministry, you write me. I'll send them to you. Send you a title list. You can pick them and choose them. And we do that in the jails and the hospitals and the nurses' home. We do have folks who do that. And if you'd like to do that, you write me. And I'll send you that title list, and you can pick and choose. And we'll send them to you free and postpaid. And uh, you can give them out. It'll be a blessing. Put them in your purse or in your, in your coat pocket and leave some in your car. And when you go to a motel somewhere, leave one there on, uh, in, the, on the, in the dresser drawer there. The, the Gideons do that. They leave a Bible all over the world. So we can do that too, can't we? We can leave a message there. How God saved a Baptist preacher, religiously lost, Satan's old trick, and all of those things. But we'd be glad to send them to you. The old trailblazer is happy to be with you every day at this time, same day, same time every day. Would you remember my mailing address and write me? It's old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. With my, my website, radiomissions.org. And uh, until next time, goodbye and God bless you.